You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. time to give up now. Amen. We're almost home. Amen. It's time to keep traveling on. Amen. Let the Lord guide you and direct you. Hallelujah. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost this morning in the house of the Lord. I hope you came to to the house of the Lord for one reason this morning, and that's to feel his power, to lift him up, and to glorify his holy name all across this audience right now. Why don't you do that? Lord, I give you praise. I give you worship. I adore you. God, I extol you this morning. I give you all the honor and the thanks. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. I thank you, God, for the power of the Holy Ghost that we feel in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. Acts chapter 12. I want to welcome all of our guests this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. We're so glad that you're here. Everyone that's in person or watching or listening online this morning, we, we want to thank you for joining us at Mission Point and uh, following the service this morning at our welcome desk in the lobby. We want to meet all of our guests, so if you would stop by and introduce yourself and make sure that we have Got to meet you. We would appreciate that just for a moment. We're just so thankful that you're here this morning. Amen. I thank God for what he, uh, what he is doing. Amen. Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to read, uh, I'll read one verse for the time being. Verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel And hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. This verse is based around Peter being in prison. There's an incredible miracle that happens in chapter 12. And Peter comes to himself at this moment after this miracle has taken place. And he says, I know of a surety. That God has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod. I want to talk to you this morning for the next few moments on a prison breakout. A prison breakout. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for everybody that's in the house of the Lord this morning. You knew who was coming this morning, God. You knew who would be watching or listening today. So you know exactly, God, what you desire to do. God, I'm praying, God, that I would flow in the Spirit this morning and allow the power of the Holy Ghost to accomplish what you desire to do in your midst this morning. And I ask it in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. There are four particular moments in the book of Acts where a prison is talked about. You can go back to Acts chapter 5 and... uh, There's a great revival that's happening in Acts chapter 5, and 
Peter and John, they're commanded not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. They're, they're told that we want you to stop that. And uh, they, they decided that God's uh, authority was greater than the people that was telling them that they shouldn't. And so they kept right on preaching in the name of Jesus. And it caused them to be captured and put into prison. And in that prison moment, there's a deliverance that happens for them as well. And they go right back to the temple and they're preaching and teaching in the temple again. In Acts chapter 8, you have a situation where the disciple of Jesus who became Paul, he was, he was Saul at the time and he was, I mean, he was a mean dude. He was putting people in prison, parents, kids. Young people, I mean, whoever was uh, claiming to be a Christian, he didn't like it too much, and he was going from town to town, capturing people. Some people were dying for their faith, and other people were being put into prison. In Acts chapter 12, it's the verses that I read to you. It's Peter has been put into prison, and, and James uh, has been already martyred, and uh, and. Uh, Herod finds out that the Jews think a, quite a bit about that, so he's getting ready to kill Peter as well. And then you get to Acts chapter 16, and this is the instance of Paul and Silas. And, and again, they're having a great revival, and because of that, they're put into prison. And it's about midnight. They start to sing praises uh, unto the Lord, and all of a sudden, uh, amen, the, the gates are opened, and, and everyone's bands are loosed, and there's a liberty and a freedom that was happening to Paul and Silas, even to the point that the jailer was going to take his own life. And, and Paul, Paul said, don't do that. We're right here. So you have James, one of the original apostles who became the first apostle to be martyred. He's not James, the brother of Jesus, who wrote James, but rather the brother of John. And Herod sees that his death has such a, a pleasing to the Jews that he decides, I'm going to get rid of Peter also. And, and it's at verse 6 uh, that we, we see that it's nighttime and Peter is uh, he, he's ready to be killed. And the Bible says that an angel comes into the prison and, and Peter was double chained at this time uh, uh, between two soldiers uh, he's secured behind multiple layers uh, of security I mean they think uh, that we better make sure Peter does not escape I'm going to read you some of the verses in Acts chapter 12 verse 7 it says behold the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and he raised him up saying arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands and the angel said unto him gird thyself and bind on thy sandals and so he did and he saith unto him cast thy garment about thee and follow me what a powerful demonstration you got an angel show up, says, get yourself dressed and follow me. We're getting out of here. And when he went out, he followed him and wits not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but he thought he saw a vision. Um, you could think of it this way. He comes to himself in verse 11. It's almost like he thought he might have been sleepwalking. Some crazy things happen when people start sleepwalking. Me and my brother always stayed in the same room growing up. It was in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, I heard him jump out of bed, rip off his T-shirt, went out to the hamper that was in the hall. It was a metal hamper. He opened that, put it in, slammed the cover. My dad heard him. 
My dad said, Keith, what are you doing? He said, you told me to take out the garbage, and that's what I'm doing. He was sleepwalking. He didn't even know what he, he never even knew what he was doing, even the next morning. The stairs, right, right there where the pamper was. Could have fell down the stairs and didn't even realize. It's like Peter was sleepwalking. It says, when they were past the first and the second ward, verse 10, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Okay, I got you this far. You're on your own. And the Bible says, that's the verse that we read, was verse 11. And the Bible says, when Peter was come to himself, he, he kind of shook himself, or whatever the case is, he woke up, or whatever. I don't know exactly how it was. All I know is, is he didn't realize everything that was happening, and all of a sudden he took note that I think something just supernatural happened. I think something powerful just took place. And the, he, he comes past the first and the second ward in verse 10, and, 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 and in ancient Jerusalem, uh, uh, prisons were surrounded by three walls, and, and they would pass through these gates and through these walls successfully to, to make uh, sure they got to the outer Outer, uh, the, out of the prison, and the prison was confined in such a way that, that Peter was in past these three walls. He was in the innermost part. They were making sure that he was under the top security. Uh, 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 soldiers were placed uh, at his side, uh, two of them, on a continual basis. They couldn't leave them, according to history, there any more than four hours because he'd convert them. Incredible. Uh, demonstration of what God can do. And, and the angel comes in and gets him all ready and says, haul yourself together, Peter, we're leaving. And you see this powerful demonstration. And, and, and Peter, he's, he's on his way back to, to a house where prayer meetings happen. And, and this young lady, Rhoda, comes to the door. She hears Peter knocking. She knows it's his voice. She's so surprised she doesn't even let him in. She goes back and tells the people, Peter's at the door. And they're like, yeah, right. Can't be Peter at the door. He's in prison. We're praying for him to get out. But that can't have happened. That couldn't have happened. How, how would he have got out? It, I don't know if they were praying that, that Herod would be lenient some way and let him go. God was way past that. He said, I'm sending an angel. He's going in past three wars. Amen. And I'm going to get Peter together. And he's going to walk out of here. Free man. And the first place Peter goes is to the prayer meeting. There's where Peter is. It's in that instance that Herod of chapter 12, he... He even tries to take credit for all the things that are happening. And the Lord judges him with a painful death of being consumed by worms. History would tell us that that probably took four days or so to happen. And what a, what a terrible death that would have been. But he tried to claim the credit that God was doing. And, and, and that wasn't going to happen. And in the middle of all this, there was a spiritual breakthrough. You can go back to the very first one of Peter and John. It's so interesting. They find Peter and John back in the temple. And they're preaching and teaching. They've been told not to do that. And they're brought before the Sanhedrin and the council. About 475 people. They're brought before them. And, and the question that's asked to Peter and John. Did we not straightly threaten you to, to not preach or teach in the name of Jesus? That's the question. 
I've said this before, but that's not the question I would have asked. The question I would have asked is, how, you, how did you get out of prison? You were in prison, and now you're back in the temple. How did you get out of prison? That's the question that I would have asked. But there was a supernatural demonstration of God's power that let Peter and John out. And Saul, Saul's on his way to Damascus. He's ready to put more people in prison. And all of a sudden, he's struck down with a bright light. And, and he has a conversation with Jesus, uh, the Almighty. Uh, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, uh, whom thou persecutest. Uh, hallelujah. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Uh, and, the, and a conversion uh, happens uh, where Saul is sent to Ananias. And Ananias prays for him. Uh, and scales frail from his eyes. Uh, and he's enlightened. Uh, and he go, continues to pray to write about half of the New Testament. You talk about a demonstration of God's power. Paul and Silas are in prison and, and the, the Philippian jailer, I mean him and his household are converted. This is a spiritual breakthrough in, in, in each instance. When you talk about a spiritual breakthrough or a prison breakout, it's subjective. And terms themselves are not actually found in the Bible. But generally speaking, it's an experience of having reached a new level spiritually where you feel like there's a breakthrough that's happened in your life because for a period of time there may be a dryness or there may be a staleness in your walk with God. And you say, God, I need something greater. I need something more powerful to happen in my life. And in the Christian circle, a spiritual breakthrough can be defined as someone going to a deeper understanding a greater revelation of biblical truth, an answer to prayer, a win, a victory, something happening in your life that's like the experience of a Damascus road where you come in contact with an almighty God that says, I'm tired of living this way. I want to change. I want God to do something powerful in my life, in my family, in my kids, in my workplace, in my street, whatever it is, a breakout, a prison breakout. What's interesting is sometimes a prison breakout happens first by Jesus breaking in. You see it in Acts 5. And you see it in Acts 12. These people are in prison. They've been put in prison. But they don't have a breakout before Jesus breaks in. Well, that tells me this morning... That you and I won't have a breakout until Jesus is allowed to come in. And when Jesus comes in, anything's possible. There is no limits to him. The only limits is what we put on of whether he's allowed in. But when Jesus is allowed in, let me tell you, there's supernatural things that happen because you come walking right out of your situation and out of your circumstances and out of your captivity. And deliverance takes place because Jesus was allowed in. Ah. Oh. All you have to do is look at Paul and Silas. And about midnight, they didn't start whining and complaining and saying this is not right. and We don't deserve this. We never did anything to have this happen to us. No, they took the opposite approach. And they started to sing. I feel like traveling on. I don't know if it was that one. Probably not. 
the Lord has been so good to me. I feel like traveling on until that blessed home I see. I feel like traveling on just when you get in the middle of a circumstance that seems impossible and it seems like there just is no way out. Get yourself into a place of praise and worship because it might just be that Jesus breaks in. And if Jesus can break in, you can break out. Oh, you can break out of a life of complacency. You can break out of a life of unbelief. You can break out from being overwhelmed. Anxiousness. Sin. A stagnant life. A restlessness in your spirit. That ever happened to you? You just feel restless. You know what? It's a good recipe to help take care of that restlessness. Is to let Jesus break in. And when he breaks in, you get to break out. And all of a sudden, how you felt is not how you feel anymore. In just one moment, amen, in his presence, just one good old-fashioned prayer meeting, just one good old-fashioned worship time with him, hallelujah, and all of a sudden, what felt like restlessness and complacency and unbelief, hallelujah, and those things start to dissipate, and all of a sudden, there's a breakthrough ready. You're ready for a prison breakout. I find it interesting. The angel gets Peter to the outside, fired off. He says he goes one street. Okay, I'm going to get you out of even the eyesight. Going to take you one street away, Peter, and then you're on your own. But there was something inside of Peter. He didn't look over his shoulder. He didn't sit on the side of the road and moan and groan about the last however long he spent in there for no reason no no he got he got himself together and went to the house where they were having a prayer meeting for him so that he wouldn't become like James and be some celebrated person by Herod that Herod would have killed him and God said I'm not going to let that happen to you Peter because Herod I've got something for him as well I don't know what it would be like to die by worms. But that's how Herod died. And I can't imagine that being too easy of a death. But not only did, did God get Peter in a breakout, he also took care of the person, the thing, the object that held him captive in the first place. Let me tell you, this is what God's wanting for you this morning. He doesn't want you just to learn how to live with it. He doesn't want you just to learn how, uh, I wonder how I'm going to get through. No, no, no. He's not interested in that. He's wanting to know if you're going to let him in so he can break you out and he'll conquer, amen, the things that are trying to hold you captive. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. 
You and I start calling on the name of Jesus for a breakthrough. We start praying for a breakthrough. You might even have to be persistent in your prayer for a breakthrough. It may lead you to even fasting for a breakthrough. But there's a faith that arises inside of you that says, I'm not okay with the way it is. I want Jesus to break in so I can break out, so I can have a breakthrough. Yeah. And faith arises in you. And you align yourself with God's will. And you say, God, however you want to do it and when you want to do it, I'm okay with. But I'm expecting to get out of the situation that I'm in. Now, just to give some clarity, just in case someone misconstrues my words, You're having marriage problems. I'm not saying for you, you have to get out. It might be that you need to get the things out that's causing the problems so that Jesus can break in so you can have a breakthrough. So just, I just put that in there just in case. You're not wrestling flesh and blood, folks. You're wrestling principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Things that would love to steal, kill, and to destroy your life. And Jesus is saying, I'm right here this morning wanting to get in so you can get out. So you can have a breakthrough. He's talking about a prison breakout. What is it that's holding you captive this morning? Is it your past? Is it some unforgiveness that you have in your life that has built into a grudge and has rooted itself in bitterness and that's holding you captive this morning? What is it that's allowing you to remain in the same position of captivity spiritually as it's been for whatever length of time? I think today is a good day for Jesus to break in so you can break out and have a breakthrough. If you've got things in there, forgive the ones that have hurt you. That'll keep you from a breakthrough. Let yourself repent and experience a powerful breakthrough of God. Listen, I can guarantee you Peter and John, they had all kinds of reasons to hold grudges. Paul and Silas were doing nothing but good. They could have held grudges. Peter, I mean, he's in prison here. I mean, he's, he's wrongfully accused. It's almost become a sport for Herod. Oh, I'm going to please the Jews. I got rid of James. Now I'm going to get rid of Peter. It's like a game. They had all kinds of reasons to say, this is unfair. I don't deserve this. Me working for the Lord and look what I get. I'm just trying to do my best and my life seems to be getting worse. I mean, they had the right to say all of those things. 
I don't know exactly what went through their mind. Maybe some of those things started to. But I tell you what, they didn't allow it to be what dictated who they were. No, they were ready for Jesus to break in so they could break out and go right back to doing uh, the breakthrough that God already had for them. So I... I don't know what things that will try to come to your mind this morning that would try to hold you in the same position that you may be in that you're not happy about. I'm not even going to get into trying to figure those out and to reason and have logic about all that stuff. I'm just bringing you the straight answer, amen, and the solution this morning. And that solution is let Jesus in so he can break you out so that you can have a breakthrough. I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll lead you to the next prayer meeting. It'll lead you right back to the temple to preach and teach Jesus. It'll lead you into the next revival. Amen. The things that are happening in your life right now that are negative, they can be just because, amen, that you're in the moment of revival or you're ready for revival. And the enemy would love to detour that this morning. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to let it detour you. Let Jesus bring Break in so you can break out, so you and I can have a breakthrough. Music, come. I'll stop screaming and hollering. There's an excitement in my heart this morning that's sitting in this audience. This can be a transformational day for you. I'm not here to ask you all the things that are holding you captive. That... I can't do anything about it anyway. It, it, it just clouds my mind to even know. I don't need to know. I'm just bringing you the answer. And the answer is let him in so you can get out. So you can have a breakthrough. <sighs> well, pastor, this is what dad did to me. I sympathize with you because there's nothing nice about being mistreated or misused. And you can hold that and that will destroy you. Well, or you can say, I'm going to let that go and I'm going to let healing happen in my life spiritually and I'm going to let Jesus make me whole again because I want to have a breakthrough. Do you know what? Hurts even happened in the house of the Lord. The Bible says it even happens among your friends. Hurt people will hurt people. So sometimes it happens even with the people closest around you. And if you're not careful, that can also create something in your life you don't want. That'll weigh you down. You won't even be able to sleep right at night. You'll be caught up in all of that garbage. It's not necessary. I'm not saying it didn't happen and it's not real. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you get to decide if you're going to let Jesus in so you can get out. To have a breakthrough. Don't allow yourself to hold on to things of the past. Or 
Don't allow yourself to get caught up in something negative that happened to you last week or last month. Don't allow yourself. No, no, it's, it's the day for a prison breakout. This is the day for a prison breakout. God's got an angel ready to come into your life and walk you right past the three sets of gates. Amen. And get you outside and say, now, amen, you can be free. And when you realize and you get yourself together and you say how powerful Jesus is because I let him in, let me tell you, there's a liberty and there's a freedom that comes to you that's greater than can be explained. I have called you for this day. I have designed this day for you. I love you beyond measure. Beyond comprehension, I love you. But I desire for you to be free. To be liberated. To feel a peace and a contentment of my presence. That when you are in my presence... There is fullness of joy. And at my right hand, pleasures forevermore. I have come for you today. Will you let me in so I can let you out so that you can be free? Would you stand this morning? I'm just going to open this altar for everybody that wants to make their way to this altar this morning. Amen. I just want you to come, just you and God. Just you and God. Say, God, this is, this is what talked to me this morning. This is, this is what it is that you kind of put a little trigger in my heart as, as Pastor was speaking this morning. That this is what's kind of holding me back. And kind of holding me at bay. It's got me at arm's length, God, of what you want to do in my life. And God, this morning I'm opening the door and I'm letting you in. I'm letting you come freely into my life. I'm letting you come freely into my situation. I'm letting you come freely, God, into what I've been dealing with for the last month, the last year, the last decade. I'm putting myself out there, God. I'm going to let my door be open this morning and let you come in, God, because I want to get out. I want to break through in my life today, God. I want your power and your spirit to be God, what you want it to be in my life today. Would you do that right now, church? All Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.